Hey, it's Eric Hulkerin. Time for another one of the Incredible Hulk podcasts that we are doing for the entire shelter in place. And on this episode, we are talking to Dr. Scott Cowley. He is a digital marketing professor at Western Michigan University and a friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends for a little bit over a year. Um, and he's one of these guys that I look to in a time of crisis for sort of calm waters. And he'll talk about this a little bit in the podcast. But he's one of those guys that like... If you're making fast, quick decisions, he's a dude that I look to and go, maybe I should gut check that one. Uh, and he, he will give you some some insight on that. Um, he's tremendous on Twitter. You can follow him at Scott Cowley on Twitter. That's probably my favorite place to follow him. And let's get on with all of that and into the podcast. Tonight, it is Dr. Scott Cowley, and this is the Incredible Halt Podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Going with the theory that if I'm just as close as humanly possible to it, it'll, it'll be awesome. But you look yeah. like you're in HD at this point, so I don't know what you've been doing to, you know, get your thing going. But it looks awesome. Good, yeah. I I got the very last, um, the very <laughs> I, last HD webcam at a Walmart within a hundred miles, which I was pretty excited about. Um, I had to drive about twenty miles to get it, but I also there was a run on these things, right? Like, yeah, you couldn't find a webcam anywhere online and uh just it was it was week one and i had taken you know done done um, video lectures for the first couple of classes and just wasn't that happy with the with the quality and fortunately just happened to check at a time when it said that there was one left at this walmart out in uh you know north uh northeast of here so drove out there and got lucky that's that's all I needed, though. That's awesome. So, Scott, How have you, been? you know what? I've been I've been good. Uh, I think it's sort of a. I don't know if you feel like this, but it feels like a sort of hour by hour sort of thing. Like it goes in sort of. <laughs> what else is going to happen? Who else is going to uh, die? What, not all. <laughs> not only all of that stuff, but I think even for your own mental, you know, welfare and to some extent warfare, right? Like there's some days that you just feel like everything's clicking on all cylinders, and there's some days where you're like, I just need to plow through this because nothing, nothing is working right now. You know. Yeah, it, it well, and it's for me. I it feels like there's more there's more work going remote, uh -huh. and there's a lot more mental effort, right? Yeah, I think, I think much of it is just like the mental challenge of doing something completely outside of your routine and not being able to just talk to people and say what you want and verbalize and right. walk up to somebody. And yeah, it, it adds layers, right? Well, I was a friend of mine the first week that we were kind of, we went a little bit early um, on the ad side of MLive, right? So it was like that Thursday before things got crazy. And like four days in, he's like, you know, how many books have you read and how much Netflix have you watched? I'm like, dude, I've literally never been busier in my entire life. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I've never been busier. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're talking about... Um... They're already making plans. I mean, they, they just yesterday they announced that all of the first summer term classes are going to be going online. And I don't I have a second term summer class that I'm just fully anticipating will go online, too. So. So, Scott, what are you what are you teaching right now? And what will you be teaching in the summer? 
Yeah, so I, I have two main classes, um, kind of an introductory digital marketing class, and then the advanced version of that class that is typically much more hands-on, right. client work yeah. type stuff, which has you know, become, becomes a lot more challenging. Uh, fortunately, the summer class is, is my introductory digital marketing class. So I'm deliberately trying to record some things now for my current class that record it in such a way that it, it does not make it seem too um, attached to this one class. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. If I want to just talk to them, then I'll record a separate video where I just talk to them and do announcements and stuff, but then package the, the, the lecture as like a standalone thing that I know I'll be able to bring, uh, bring into that other class, save myself just a little bit of work. Awesome. And you know, for people who obviously aren't familiar with you, um, you and I became friends probably right around this time last year, you know, we'd known each other digitally, I think, but we met in person for the first time at social media week in Kalamazoo. Um, you're a doctor and a professor at Western Michigan. Um, and what has been fun for me is you've always been, super positive and vocal about education and how important it is. And what I I thought was fascinating is to sort of watch you find another gear with this and pivot to make sure that the class isn't just like a a hollow digital representation of what you would write. Like you're just going to put the slides up and narrate over the slides. And so what, what is this kind of creation been for you to take what you do in the classroom and, and move it digitally? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been, I'll, I'll be honest. It's been kind of tough, um, because I've never done a fully online class before. I, I like to think of myself as someone who's really innovative in a regular classroom setting. And so it's kind of like, it's, this, this is the time to see, Hey, am I actually innovative or am, (laughs) am I like innovative in this one little like set of constraints? Um, and and the, the truth of it is, I uh, everyone's stressed, right? Yeah. My students are stressed, and uh, and I mean, professors are no less stressed. I think they've been around and seen a lot more, but um, but I just really wanted to not contribute to my students' stress. <laughs> that was that was my goal, and it's very easy to do if you suddenly adopt a new format. I, I've heard of some professors who are like increasing the amount of work, who are increasing, you know, with the, the understanding of, okay, you can't do this in person. You can't engage in person anymore. So we got to add a bunch yeah, more yeah. complexity to force you to do that online. And and I kind of wanted to run in the opposite direction um, and, and just kind of go back to core principles and figure out, hey, what are the real learning objectives what is it that I really want them to get out of this? And let's just double down on the basics, right? Sure. Yeah. And that, that's similar to what I've been echoing, like in the professional world is like, let's double down on the basics because you, to your point, like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. How have the students been responding to this? Um, I've, I've tried to have as many different like touch points as possible with the students more on like an individual level so if they email me about something related to what we're doing in class i'll just throw in an extra couple of lines saying you know by the way how are things going how how's the week been right and and um and it's all over the place you know some students are um rolling with it all right some students are having 
difficulties just because everybody moved over at the exact same time and it's created a completely new um requirement for how you adapt to that right uh i feel i feel the worst for students who are suddenly in like a living situation that's not what they signed up for yeah right some of the students are having to like move home and they didn't have a great home life and and that's really what hinders them and kind of stands in the way of their ability to um to kind of stay above water on some of the stuff uh so so yeah, I'm just trying to recognize that there's a whole lot of, and I think this is true for all of us, there's a whole range of things that now fall into the normal range, right? right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Like I, I told this to several students is like, however you're feeling, it's probably normal. If, if this is just rolling off your back, hey, you're normal. If you're having a really hard time, <laughs> you're normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I've been saying like, there's in the, you know, to, in your area of expertise, right in the marketing world, there's a, there's sort of like a, a line, a through line, right. That starts with the words unprecedented, whatever event time thing and ends with new normal. And then we're rushing to figure out what we're going to name this middle part, right? Like who's going to be the one who kind of nails whatever we call this middle moth. Oh, and you bet, and you bet like the marketing consultancies are going to be like trying to, you know, I expect McKenzie to come up with a name for this or, or you know, Gartner is going to have like their branded <laughs> title for the the pandemic generation or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and, and on that tip, you know, I, I, I would obviously be remiss if I didn't kind of pick your brain on this. How are you how do you think brands are, are doing amongst all this? Right. Because jokes about unprecedented times and jokes about no new normals aside, like this is something that's sort of hard to navigate through, even if you're Ogilvy, right? Like, um, you know, I, I, I'm wondering your kind of take, even though we're, we're two and a half, three weeks into this of what you've been seeing. Um, I, what I've noticed so far is, is behavior that is pretty typical for recessionary uh, shocks to the market. And that is that, uh, companies contract and protect their own. They say, what do we need to do to make sure that we are shored up? Let's not introduce. I mean, I think it's I think it's healthy and expected that they would try to kind of simplify and and reflect on kind of what's the core of what we're doing and what we need to accomplish and let us try and get rid of as many externalities that we don't need as possible. Now that has uh, what to to put it simply um you know i'm observing this in in the sense that hey companies are doing hiring freezes or even eliminating Mm -hmm. uh internships that they were planning on offering and stuff like that you know they just want to kind of get rid of as much distraction as possible so that they can focus on themselves and focus on the kind of maintaining as much of the existing status quo uh as possible, which it, it makes sense, right? You want to keep existing clients happy. You want right. to yes. keep existing employees happy. And and if you've got some extra mental space, then you figure out, okay, what can we do as a brand to be part of the solution, right? And we've seen a lot of brands doing that. We've seen some more so by choice and, and others more so by mandate. Um, but uh, I, I think most brands are looking at this as an era without a playbook. And so all you can do is uh, try to 
figure out what what's going to keep us in business yeah. the best and yeah. what do we have flexibility on and can get rid of and um and, and i think it's probably comforting for brands to know that they're not alone it's not just them tanking sure. it's everybody <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you know you are not the only brand so, in the titanic right now we're all sort of doing that thing so there, ha- there has to be a little bit of um i don't know at the back of your mind a little bit of uh acceptance of things that are completely outside of your control but at the same time you you just got to work your butt off yeah uh, and that i mean you said it earlier like you you just find yourself super busy when you're working from home and you're working remotely and you're trying to get all of this stuff up and running because it just it's all sorts of variables that you a can't plan on and b have to navigate through like i'm sure you can see behind me like i have i have a four-year-old that i'm trying to keep entertained while i've got an eight-year-old that i'm trying to homeschool while i've got three full-time human beings in this house who are trying to do whatever their job is from day to day and that makes it way more difficult right to run a business no matter what business you're in than any other situation you might find yourself in I don't know, Eric. Eric, what do you think about this this question? Like, what what trends do you see in how brands are handling this? I mean, they they the worst thing to do is like business as usual, and yeah, and, and I, I mean, and, and I've seen some of that, and it does sound and feel super tone deaf. Um, and I am, you know, I, I I empathize for those people because you know that they're trying, they're having conversations about how do they keep their marketing going, and just either don't know what to do or don't want to stop or I mean, worst case scenario, because you and I both know that these exist. They didn't check any of their automation and it's just running, you know, and, and Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy, who was in charge of that, they let go in some sort of layoff capacity and they've just got stuff out in the ecosystem that's doing whatever. I've seen Facebook. I've seen plenty of Facebook ads like that. Like, Hey, I know you're shut down, but you're still showing ads for this event or (laughs) showing ads for, or, or, you know, I think, I think the worst marketing happening right now is in the in mails on LinkedIn, the people that want you to like buy new SaaS products. It's like, do you have any idea what's going on right now? Like any (laughs) idea? I noticed that you're in charge of marketing. Would you like to No, I would. Nope. I would not actually, whatever the (laughs) next sentence is, I would not at all. Um, and that's probably been where I've seen that universe just hasn't adapted at all. Like I think on the B two C side, you've seen some some real wins. You know, even even small things. And and I don't know if you're. A, I'm a super fan of Ryan Reynolds. Like even small things, like Ryan Reynolds calling his customers and saying that they're giving him unlimited data. Like just little things that sort of bring some joy um, to the customer who's trying to whatever wherever they are in their life that's trying to get through this on a day-to-day basis, right? Trying to figure out where they're going to get toilet paper because everyone's hoarded it or when the, you know, when should they go to the grocery store? Is it safe to go to the grocery store? Can they get gas? Should they, you know, all those questions, brands that can step in and, and either answer some of those questions or distract in some meaningful way. I'm thinking Netflix and Tiger King, right? So you've got something to talk about <laughs> that isn't necessarily what's going on. That can be helpful. Yeah. One thing I'm interested in though is, and I've seen a couple of people mention this on on Twitter, is this claim that consumers are going to remember how brands responded during this time period. And and as much as I would like to believe (laughs) that American consumers have a memory for corporate decision-making and and PR and social responsibility, I'm, I'm also kind of pessimistic that we're going to have any sort of 
collective memory for this stuff. Otherwise, we probably would maybe have remembered some some better lessons from uh, the last recession, and and we'll see how we'll see how fresh that is for um, for some companies. Yeah, I I I think that there's there's a uh, should be a fresh dose of or you know yeah dose of pessimism on top of that. I was just on a, a Facebook call earlier today that they were doing their marketing and uncertain times thing, you know, and they even said that that exact sentence was in their, their pitch, right? It's like, people are going to remember brands that were there for them. And like, you know, maybe in the case of, of like, we're both in Michigan in the case of like Meyer, cause you knew you could get stuff there. Maybe you could make sure a, you can make a case for that. Right. But if you're, if you're a company that is like responsible for hoarding behavior and not planning for that and not helping people meet their basic needs, I think I think that may be true. I think once you go, I mean, we start getting back to Maslow junk. Uh, but once you go beyond companies providing for people's basic health and safety and and uh, sustainability needs, I don't think people are going to remember all those other brands. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's going to make a, a huge difference. No, and and I I don't I don't disagree at all. I think yeah, once you get past a couple rungs on Maslow's hierarchy, you're just you're doing whatever you're doing, and you'll go right back to what you what you went went to. And and all I think about is when you compare this, maybe not to the last recession because that lasted a little bit longer, but the 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 last sort of flashpoint event would be nine eleven, right? And there was there was all that sort of similar thought process around brands are going to you know we're going to remember brands that were doing freedom fries instead of french fries right and i couldn't name <laughs> one brand that did freedom fries over french fries at this point right um and what was interesting about that is obviously because it was a singular event and then it sort of trailed by the time it got to the trail we had we had sort of moved on and went back to life as as normal not necessarily a new normal but life as normal this one I think it's interesting for not only marketers, but educators and people just trying to get through it. We don't, this is interesting because we don't know, right? You, you don't know when it's going to really end. We keep pushing this date out ad infinitum, right? Like when, when we're going to actually get back to doing stuff, um, when will professional sports come back? When will concerts come back? When will travel come? All of these questions. And if you're a restaurant, who can't do drive through or can't do delivery, when can people sit at tables again? Like those, those sort of things are, I think the struggles people are, are wrestling with much more than I remember that Adidas did a Yeezy drop the first week of the <laughs> coronavirus, right? Like, I don't know that that's going to be a story that's told to the millenniums, you know? I mean, so much depends on how long this takes, right? We are only seriously, three weeks into it yeah right and it feels like an eternity uh it's the longest month of my life um so i do think the further this the further this carries on the more we are likely to look at this as a a an opportunity for a quote-unquote new normal as opposed to just trying to get back to what we had well and i I, you know i don't i mean i don't think uh, you know i i think pj flex thing he did um on that podcast a couple of weeks back like is is dead on like there is we're not going back to anything there we're, we're starting a new a new chapter right whatever that is but to your point <clears throat> the longer this takes the more interesting that that 
new thing looks, right? Is what will we never shake hands again, right? Will what, what I mean, whatever that thing is. Um, <laughs> and you know, to kind of get back to the original question you asked me, is I don't even know if people will remember that Disney Plus started releasing theatrical releases on the platform, right? Like, I don't even know that that will be a thing. People will be like, I remember I watched Onward on my phone. Like, I don't know that that's how, I I don't know. I I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, But I do, I do think that, um, I do think that people are kind of falling into a couple of different camps mentality wise, right? Those who are looking ahead versus looking back. Yep. Uh, That's a really simplistic way of thinking about it. But uh, a healthy thing to look forward and healthy thing to kind of use you. I mean, you could even call it like a, a new year's resolution moment, right? Like, Hey, yes. we've had a massive shakeup to our lifestyles. What am I going to do as a result of this? What, um, what am I going to learn? What am I going to do to strengthen the relationships that seemed so casual before um, that, that now all of a sudden, seem a lot more meaningful. Yeah. And uh, I was doing a podcast for MLive an hour or two ago, and I was talking to the guy that was the guest. And we were saying how, um, and I don't know how you feel about this, so I'd, I'd love to get your take on this, is like almost immediately after we were told to shelter in place, for whatever reason, I, I just lost any appetite to sit down and read a book. I've just wanted to make stuff, right? That was sort of where this whole podcast thing came from, was like I didn't really want to sit around and and read, I wanted to keep producing whatever that looked like. If that was trying a new recipe or doing podcasts uh, every single day, just to talk to different people and see how they're doing. Um, I've just felt this push to, to make more than this push to consume. And I, I wonder your take on that. Uh, I, I mean, I have so much respect for you, Eric, for being a, a, a doer. And, and because the world is kind of run by people who show up and actually create stuff. And so, you know, you'll eventually be running the world is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> I'll remember this, this moment I'll remember. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but I also think that there's latitude to just accept that we've all got different ways of reacting sure. to this, right? Yeah. Some, some will become very insular. Some will uh, look outside themselves. I found that for me, my first impression was like, hey, I want to help people. And and I'm used to being able to help everything from like my students to my departments to other professors. I, I do a lot that way. And I saw other professors doing a lot to create resources and training and help other professors get up to speed on this online um, structure of things. And I was, but but for me, it was hard. I was so focused on my own students. I was so focused on like, how do I make sure that these young adults are going to weather this okay and like not come out of this with serious, you know, mental health issues. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, not yeah. saying I can, I can't stop that necessarily, but, uh, but I do think we all re- react in different ways. And I've, and I'm finally starting to like get some breathing room where I can start thinking about people outside of our institution. Like I'm going to do a, a guest lecture tomorrow at a university in New York, I'll stream in and, and teach a class over there. Awesome. And so it's like, I, I like, I like that I'm finally getting, to, getting my bearings under me to where now I can start thinking about kind of other people outside of my, my own little mini circle. And I think that's hopefully where a lot of us should feel driven is, is where can we help, whether in our 
homes or in our communities or um, you know beyond that. So I think every every approach that we're taking is is healthy, and some of us will have probably more to show for it when, yeah, and, when we're and, all done. Yeah, and, and that's not really what I meant by the question. That's just it was an interesting response to for me personally, just because I typically enjoy spending a lot of time reading for as much as I make stuff in the universe. I really enjoy sitting down and reading and, and my, it was more an observation on the, on the response. Like my reaction to this has been like, I'm going to push against it by doing this because it's the thing that keeps me feeling like everything's okay. Right. And I totally am fine with someone who their response might be, I want to sleep for a month. I like, I get it. Right. <laughs> um, I just thought it's, it's interesting how your body in, sort of instantly responds when you think about the thing that we might say in our social circles all the time is, you know, what I really love to do is spend more time at home. You know, it'd be really nice to spend more. And then the second you're <laughs> yeah. sort of jailed inside of your home, it, you know, you have a, a different adverse reaction to that, that home life. Um, and mine has just sort of been like, I want to just keep busy because it, it helps me manage my headspace, I guess. And I think that we're learning a lot about ourselves in the process of this. Like, I'm sure that you just kind of are able to take a step back and look at what you are doing and how you are responding and say, oh, interesting. This is how Eric responds in this particular situation. That's kind of cool. That's kind of, you know, it's just, it's noteworthy. It doesn't necessarily mean no something grand yeah it's just, it's just a, an opportunity and 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 like i see that myself just noticing that i'm like uh maybe maybe calmer than the average person in the situation like i'm i'm able to be kind of a a, a um a voice that will let people have some perspective that they need, talk them down from getting <laughs> you know, too over anxious about this, which is really, it's a useful skill in uh, when you're a professor. Um, I've been able to use it a few times now, but, uh, but it's fun to just kind of like see, Hey, this is totally different than what we're used to. What am I doing? How am I responding? And what, um, and just kind of take, take some little notes about, about that for future reference. And so, Scott, what are you what are you doing right now to find joy in your life? Like outside of the teaching part, like what are you doing for you to kind of keep your headspace? You know, you sort of said like you needed a couple of weeks to kind of get your bearings around, but like what are you doing to kind of make sure you're okay? Uh, I I definitely know from experience that um, that getting outside is always a good thing. And the nice thing about being uh, under lockdown is that it doesn't keep you from going outside. And I talk to my students, they're like, yeah, I'm getting really bored being inside. I'm like, well, then don't be inside, you know, get right. out. I just, I just bought a new mountain bike um, at Christmas time. And so the weather is really pretty decent. And I live close to some trails and close to some very quiet country roads. And uh, so, yeah, I've been having fun just getting out there and like, burning a few calories that are quickly offset from all the chocolate and, you know, <laughs> right. and yes. that we've yep. stocked up on. Um, so yeah, I think everybody's got a different way of dealing with it. Some of my students are just spending a lot of time on FaceTime and just reconnecting with people and, and just talking to friends. Other people are getting heavy into gaming. Um, I've got three kids at home, so we've, uh, we've got fun stuff that's, that we do. We're trying to get them outside and going on bike rides, playing pickleball, that type of stuff. Nice. So, and, and just balancing that with the demands of work that are still there. But, um, but yeah, it's just knowing your, your set of choices is potentially smaller, but that can also give you more freedom to think about 
where you really want to spend your time. And, um, and that, that can be a super healthy thing. Yeah. Now, what about you? Yeah. Um, I, I think, like I said, I, I've been like, just, I've been spending a lot of time. I'm, I'm talking to you in our kitchen. I've been spending a lot of time just like randomly opening up recipe books and just trying to make stuff, um, which has been sort of fun. I've always loved to cook and bake. And so having those extra hours in the day to do that, you know, my dogs are exhausted because they get like 98 walks a day. Um, and you know, getting out with the, <laughs> getting out with the kids and stuff has been fun. And, and I think honestly, that's probably been the most fun for me is just being able to be around my kids 24 seven while still trying to, to do the, the job, because th- that's a thing that you just can't like you'll that you want to talk about a thing, a brand you'll never forget. It's the brand of parenting, right? Like you will never forget this time <laughs> that you just got to, you know, be with your kids and whatever failed level of homeschooling, schooling I'm ever, you know, I'm able to kind of pull together on a day-to-day basis is it, it is what it is, but we got to spend the time together. And I, I think that, um, gives me a lot of perspective and I, I enjoy that a ton. And then it, it, as far as for me, much like you, I get out and do runs every single day just to kind of clear my head and burn off some calories so that I can go eat more Cadbury cream eggs and put them right back on. But like, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just enjoy being outside and getting that moment to kind of get some clarity and then, and get back at it. So I would say to your point, getting outside has been paramount. I mean, I start my day with a, a walk with the dog and then middle of the day, I will go for a run for a couple of miles if I can squeeze it in. Otherwise I'll do it later. But like, I, I prefer to do it in the middle of the day, especially right now, because it breaks up the monotony of sitting down and doing virtual conferencing. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it's like we, we may look back on this period and regret not taking full advantage of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause it's providing us some, uh, some, conditions that are potentially giving us some more choice and potentially giving us some more freedom to do things that we have always talked about doing. And, um, yeah, but, but maybe that's a a wrong way to phrase that as like, you know, you'll regret not doing more with this time. (laughs) I think we're getting too many of those messages already. Yeah. Uh, no regrets, minimize the amount of regrets and uh, lower your expectations for yourself. And, um, (laughs) Just yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would. I would. I would lean into that for sure. Like, give yourself some empathy and some grace. Like, you are not a. I mean, you are, but I am not a teacher by trade, right? So, like, if I don't understand how to homeschool an eight-year-old who is in Spanish immersion, like, I got to be like, yeah. I mean, I tried, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I did a thing. Um, you know, because to your point, there's there's a lot of that stuff out there about beating yourself up, and you're seeing the the Facebook posts of people with these insane schedules that their kids are supposedly keeping up with you know and, and, and we've got our own version of like uh pandemic humble bragging oh yeah too. yep yeah, yeah. Right. yes like yes, that's we, yes, we need we. A, we need a brandable name for that right <laughs> let's get jeff barrett on that he will come up with a, a, <laughs> a name for that for sure all right my friend well i will let you get back to your evening with your kids if people want to follow you um is twitter the best way to do that yeah twitter's great scott cowley all one word I've got one of those names that I only have like five other people I compete with and they're all British and none of them are marketers. <laughs> so, so I get, I get first pick on just about everything except my TikTok uh, name. I didn't get, but I'm still working on that. I'm sorry to hear that. My friend <laughs> Scott Cowley, always a pleasure. My friend be well, uh, stay healthy uh, and safe and all that stuff. And um, we will talk again soon, my friend. Great talking to you, Eric. 